What are your favorite stories or movies? Who are the characters that you actually really admire? You say, boy, I'd like to be just like them when I grown up. <laughs> Even though you're in your 40s or 50s now, it's like, yeah, I want to be like them. Well, it's not too late. But I bet one of the traits that you actually really admire in your heroes is toughness. I don't mean just physical toughness. I don't mean just somebody who can assault the hill and, you know, overcome every sort of physical obstacle. I mean that stuff that really requires mental toughness. When life is really overwhelming, when you've lost your job, when you've been confronted with a health crisis, when you're feeling depression or despair or life just isn't going your way, what do you do? Well, you can't change what's going on on the outside. You can change what you do and you can change your attitude towards life. And you can develop a sense of mental toughness or resilience. And what that means basically is an ability to adapt to life's misfortunes and setbacks. That's who you love. That's who you admire. Those are the stories I'm sure that you really appreciate are those people who faced overwhelming odds and yet somehow came through. That story could be your story. Resilience, mental toughness, this is something that is studied by a lot of researchers. And you're not either mentally tough or not. You can actually develop that mental toughness or resilience. Would you like to be able to bounce back? Or are you just giving in to falling apart with life? It is a choice. But I suspect that it would be much better for you to say, yep, life is going to be tough and I can meet it. Well, how do you do that? How do you actually integrate your faith so that you can be equipped to deal with life's difficulties? I love the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, Samuel, the formation of God's people, who he needed them to be quite tough, and he used faith, trust in him, so that they could overcome huge obstacles. In 2 Samuel chapter 10, the the prophet says, Be strong. And let us fight bravely for our people in the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. And it goes on, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior. From violent people, you saved me. You will encounter violent people in your life. I don't mean just people who physically want to assault you. Sometimes it's those people who seem so abrasive, so difficult, who have hurt you. How do you actually develop the resilience? See, when you develop that resilience, you harness that inner strength, which I say has a lot to do with belief and faith. Because you will encounter setbacks and challenges. You will at some point experience a job loss or an illness or some kind of natural disaster or the death death of a loved one, or your own death. How do you face death? How do you actually live life with strength and resilience? See, if you lack resilience, the problem is what happens is you just focus on the problems, and you focus on how you've been victimized by other people and by life. Now, as a therapist, I work with a lot of people who have been victimized by life or other people. It's not if that will ever happen, it's when has it happened or when will it happen. But you either choose to remain in that place as a victim 
and you become overwhelmed. And when you become overwhelmed, then you turn towards those unhealthy coping strategies, if you will, like substance abuse or eating disorders or risky behavior. But that doesn't make a difference. That doesn't move your life forward. I love what Paul says in Romans chapter 6, and I'll just paraphrase a part of it. He said, you are therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God, you too may live a new life. I want to say a resilient life, a resurrection life. Because you have been united with him in death, you will certainly be united with him in resurrection. And this resurrection life actually begins right now. God gives you his Holy Spirit so that you can live and breathe and be moved by him so that you can be filled with strength that you might not even recognize exists right now. But it's there for you. Resilience or mental toughness doesn't make your problems go away. There is no such thing. People talk, oh, we've got to create safety in the world. Everything's got to be nicer. Sure, do your part. Contribute to the welfare of peace and stability. Be that person of love to help those who are oppressed. But I hate to say it, as long as you're alive in this world, and I hope that's for a long time, you're going to encounter great difficulty and oppressive people and difficult situations. And resilience or mental toughness doesn't make these things go away but it can give you the capacity to get beyond them, to find enjoyment so that you can handle stress and live joyfully as God intends you to live. How do you actually do that? How do you adapt when adversity visits you? Again, that's what resilience or mental toughness is. It's about being able to adapt to the difficulty. When stress, adversity, or trauma strikes, you can feel all sorts of emotions. And being resilient or mentally tough doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times when you're angry or feel grief or lost or stressed. But you're able to deal with those things and continue to function physically and psychologically. Resilience isn't just about tolerating the pain. It's not just about being stoic. It's about figuring out how to overcome, how to keep marching forward, to create a better life, a life full of meaning. And one of the first things that you've got to do to actually develop resilience or mental toughness is to know when it's appropriate to reach out for other people for support. You know, I love watching football. I love the game, not just because of the physical toughness and the, the great skill that these athletes show. But I'm curious about the mental toughness. Sometimes you see the most incredibly talented teams or quarterbacks, and they've just lost it. But a lot of times you'll have that inspirational coach or that one player who just juices the team and is able to bring them back from that place of feeling down and overwhelmed, and then they can overcome. And you and I, we were made to live in community, to made to live in relationship. And one of the first steps that you've got to actually take when you're feeling overwhelmed to build resilience is to reach out to other people. Support is the key part of being resilient. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 8, Jesus comes down the mountain. 
And everyone's cheering for him. Yay, Jesus. And then a leper appears. <laughs> you can imagine that people go, oh, what a bummer. Get this guy out of here. But this leper drops to his knees before God. And I want you to identify in this moment as the leper, as the one who has been an outcast and separated and struggling mentally and physically and emotionally. And he reaches out to God and he said, Master, if you want to, you can heal my body. Now, what did God say to him? God speaks to him as he speaks to you right now. And he said, I do want to be healed, be clean. Then and there, all signs of leprosy were gone. You've got to go to your faith. You've got to remember who is on your side. Hopefully that person is your spouse, your family member, your neighbor, your friend. But God himself wants to be there to say, I can make you strong when you feel weak. In fact, Paul speaks about that. He said, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I don't have the answers, I actually am given the answers because I avail myself to God's grace. See, resilience and why you want to develop that mental toughness is because you will be rewarded with better mental health. You will be inoculated against things like depression and anxiety when you become resilient. It helps to offset the risk of mental health conditions, conditions like when you're bullied or previous trauma. I work with a lot of people who were traumatized, who were victimized as kids. And still, it's about helping them to develop that toughness, that strength, the belief that they're no longer that child, weak person who is being abused. But that's about mental toughness. That's about embracing that part of you that can be strong. And God wants you to be strong. Jesus said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to do it. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's what God wants for you. So you've got to think about if you're feeling kind of weak or overwhelmed, connect first. Build those strong, positive relationships with loved ones and friends you know, who can help to guide you, who can love you and accept you in the good times and the bad. Go back to your church. Embrace your faith life. God calls you to not only live and have this personal relationship with him, but he calls you to live it out as well in community. And psychologically speaking, that's the most important thing that you can do to actually build a resilient life. Because being resilient isn't just about depending and relying on the power of you. Being resilient is actually being able to depend and rely on God and others. So you've got to develop those connections. The writer of Hebrews says, let's do it full of belief, confident that you're presentable inside and out, keeping a firm grip on the promises that keep you going knowing that God always keeps his word, let's see how inventive you can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some people are, but coming together. See, when you do this, when you live a life 
that is connected with other people, then your life in, in itself takes on more meaning. And to be resilient, sometimes you've got to do those things, engage in those actions that gives you a sense of accomplishment and purpose every day. It doesn't have to be a big grand goal. But maybe that thing that gives you purpose or meaning is to help somebody else in need. Help them to achieve their goals. Because paradoxically, what happens is as you give and you lend yourself to other people, you become stronger and your life becomes more meaningful and purposeful. And God speaks about the future. He speaks about your present. He speaks about the past. And Paul, I love what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said, everything is yours as a gift. The world, life, death, the present, the future. <laughs> it's all there. It's all yours. And you are privileged to be in union with Christ, who is in union with God. That's what infuses all that you do with meaning and purpose. When you're living for God, when you're loving others as God loves you. Now, sometimes if you don't feel that strength right now, again, it's okay to go back to the past. But rather than going back to your past and saying, yes, I was beaten up like this, I was overwhelmed at this time, go back to the past and consider some of the times that you actually overcame the obstacles. Whether it was you were in college and you had to write a big, massive paper and you had no idea how to do it or what you were going to write about, you said, I can't do this, but you did it somehow. Look at those times that you were depressed and somehow came through it and found hope and joy, purpose and meaning. Think about those times that you were able to laugh despite life's great difficulties. See, that strength lives in you and sometimes you just have to go back and say, wait a second, where does that live? How is that a part of my life right now? Because when you go back and you identify the strength you look at the times that you've been able to overcome. Then you can say, wait a second, maybe I can use these same strategies, this strength, and overcome the difficulties that I'm facing, not only right now, but maybe in the future. Paul writes about this. He writes specifically about the difficult times in his life, but not just that he was beaten up or bruised or battered. But he writes about how difficult it was for him at times. And I love in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he said, man, I felt like I'd been sent to death row. Like it was all over. But as it turned out, he said, it was the best thing that could have ever happened. Because instead of trusting in his own strength or wits to get him out of it, he was forced to trust God totally. You know, the same God who raises people from the dead. And that's the same God who makes his home in you. And you might be thinking mental toughness or strength or resilience is all about what you've got. But when you've got God, when you've got this faith and belief, then you don't have to rely on the forces or the power of you. You're connecting with God. He said, yeah, it was tough. He said, but I lifted my praise. I lifted my head, my voice to praise God and believed in that deliverance. See, with faith, with life, you can always remain hopeful. There are things that you can never change. Everything that has happened to you in the past, you cannot change. 
But hope is about looking toward the future with belief, accepting, even anticipating the difficulties and saying, wait a second, even though it's going to be difficult, I can adapt. I can face these challenges. I don't have to be overwhelmed with anxiety. And what is your best remedy for anxiety? Paul speaks about it in Philippians chapter 4. He said, don't fret, don't worry, don't be anxious. Instead of doing all these things, pray. Let your petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. It's not that God doesn't know it, but when you pray and praise and you speak about your longing, your needs, you're becoming more aware of what it is that you need. And Paul goes on and he said, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful, isn't it, what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life? If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling that you're just lacking that toughness, that resilience, maybe you've got to look at what you really need. Maybe you've got to go back and participate in those activities, those hobbies that you enjoy. Maybe you've got to go back and connect with those who really love you and love life and love the Lord. Go back to your church community. Sometimes I ask people, it's like, oh, man, I'm really struggling right now. How much sleep are you getting? Oh, a good four hours a night. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's not so good. What about your diet? You know, what, what are you doing for yourself to manage that stress? How much time are you spending getting exercise or in prayer or just deep breathing? You can address the things that, and the parts of life that are overwhelming you. You can become more resilient. You can become more mentally tough. But you've got to be proactive. You can't ignore the problems and hope they just go away on their own. Make a plan. Acknowledge what is bothering you, but then make a plan and take steps. You might not know how it's all going to turn out, but as long as you're taking steps, then you're going to build the belief, hey, I can move through this. Your situation can improve. Don't burn out. You've got to keep yourself fueled in a flame. Cheerfully expectant, Paul says in Romans 12. He said, don't quit in the hard times. Pray all the harder and help others. Be inventive. Becoming mentally tough and resilient takes time and it takes practice. But focus on those simple, small steps. You might need help to know how to start this whole process. Get help. Don't live in isolation. You're not meant to make this journey by yourself. Paul says in Galatians 6, he said, Don't give up. Don't become fatigued. Even when you're doing good, because at the right time, you will harvest a good crop if you don't give up or quit. Every time you get a chance, work for the benefit of all. Your life can be so much more. You can have that faith, that resilience, the toughness. Take that step today. I will meet you back on the road. Until then, always forward.